Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Welcome back, everybody. We are having another Wellness Wednesday podcast on our First Fleet 10-4 podcast. And uh, I've got Mark McKnight. I'm here, and I'm with... Elizabeth Wyndham, as always. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yep. These are fun to do. and uh, I love them. I'm always engaged when you finally say, hey, do you have something that we can talk about? Because... I know typically in our schedules, it's kind of hard to get these done. And if we put them off, then we will continue to do so. Yes, we will. I'll, I'll put it off. I'm, I'm pretty good at procrastinating. Yeah, and I see deadlines coming up. So I'm like, oh, we need something on the schedule. So don't worry. I'll make sure we have them. And it's a good release for us. We get to talk about cool stuff and you get to escape from your spreadsheet nightmare. So <laughs> this is definitely not spreadsheet and ha- the ability to talk and uh, and share our guests today can attest to the fact that it's not my strong suit. <laughs> well, you do great. <laughs> Fooled everybody. <laughs> well, speaking of guests, we do have a guest today on our Wellness Wednesday uh, podcast. Uh, we have a young man here by the name of Devin McKnight, who is uh, working with us now for a short term on uh, as a wellness coordinator as we get this Virgin Pulse program going so, uh, Devin, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Just uh, wanted to say one thing. If I haven't met you yet. I'm the Cooler McKnight in the First Fleet business. So, just want to say hello to everybody. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool to have a father-son it, it, thing going Yeah, if you, if you didn't catch that last name, this is my oldest and uh, very confident. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's, He's always kept us and the rest of the family on our P's and Q's to, to, let, him know that, to let us know that he is the, uh, the oldest. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, we are two weeks in, at this time of this recording, we're two weeks into our Virgin Pulse wellness program. Yeah, and I tell you what, I've already hit my um, deductible for the year. Excellent. Yeah, I've already hit my 7,000 points, so I've got my wellness, what do you call that, the healthcare deductible? The premium incentive, the That's premium it. reduction incentive. Perfect, yes. Uh, $15 a week savings. Yeah, major money. Yeah, that adds up, you know, just under $800 for the for the coming year. And uh, I, just kind of looking on our stats, we've got a number that have already hit that 7,000 mark. Yeah, and if y'all remember, um, I actually signed up on the last Wellness Wednesday uh, during that podcast. So yeah. it's only been two weeks, and I've already hit, I'm actually at 8,000 points, so... I d- and I didn't do much, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, a lot of times we, we look at that as far as reaching our premium reduction by, you know, the big thing is the biometric. And we've had right. a number of people that have started to hit that. And no biometric has been done, which is almost half of the points level for, for level one. So it's been neat to see. And uh, I know that I've got a lot more friends on Virgin Pulse than I probably <laughs> do in real life. <laughs> In my in my social in my social <laughs> setting, um, and so you know, I've, I've had these weekend challenges that have been issued to me. I haven't yes. issued a challenge yet, but I've been I've been challenged, and uh, I think what a few people are, that we have talked to have have said, you know, it kind of keeps them moving, kind of keeps them active because you don't really want to be at the bottom of the pile at the end right. of the weekend. Right, absolutely not. Yeah, I really want to know what Jason Gardner did like two weekends ago. Oh man, he walked like sixty three thousand steps. It was something crazy. I I really want to know. So. We need yeah. to find that out. I think he's got that uh, that snow thing going on out there. Oh, he's oh was pretty he active. The slopes? I think he I think he was pretty active out there. Gotcha. Okay, well, that makes sense out there. That's in a good thing. That's <laughs> a good thing. Whatever it takes to be active, but he's always a pretty active guy. Yeah, oh, very fun. Yeah, I took my my cousin um, sledding the other or last night. Took my little well little niece, I guess. Took her sledding. That was so fun. I've never been sledding before. 
it was my you first do, time. In, y'all didn't sled in South Carolina. You didn't. I guess you didn't have much of an opportunity to sled much in South Carolina. <laughs> no, no, I had never even seen a sled before. I, I mean, there was no need to have one. Yeah, it's not something we did. I didn't own boots until I moved here. <laughs> yeah, because as we record this, we're kind of in between Uri and. Is it Viola? I have no idea. I they think, name them? I th- yeah, oh yeah. They're just any kind of storm has a name, and of course we're already at V, so I think it's I think it's Viola. Okay, I, I could be wrong. I, I may be embarrassed by the time I we, this <laughs> one comes live, but uh, yeah, we're so I know that our our locations have been greatly impacted. Yes, um, absolutely. Lots of shutdowns, lots of slowdowns, lots of delays. Absolutely. It's been a rough week. Uh, I was telling Bronson Laney, who's the, our manager of our surf center, mm-hmm. and I talked to him yesterday, and I think I told him, I said, the word for winter 2021 is winch out, because <laughs> I see a lot, they're getting a lot of phone calls, and oh. I know that, um, I mean, I woke up this, you know, when I got this morning, I was getting all the event emails, and the bulk of them usually end up with, need a winch out. So we're having a lot of, you know, we're getting stuck a lot, uh, whether it's behind a store in a parking lot or wherever it might be, and uh, need some support to get out there. So, you know, we appreciate everybody being able to get out uh, in in these kind of weather conditions. I know coming into the office today, I think we passed, what, three trucks? And it's always nice to see that, you know, our guys are out there and, and, you know, braving all the conditions and um and being safe as always so yeah, we appreciate cool. everything that everybody's doing during these storms and during this last year it's Absolutely. been kind of an, an unprecedented uh, very unpredictable year and uh, everybody's done just a tremendous job and uh, we're all very thankful for that everyone has worked so hard and i have just been so impressed by how everyone has just kept going through all the all the obstacles that have come and up this year and well in the past I guess we're out of 2020, so it's been a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's been rough. Yeah, and we're moving towards spring, which is is fine oh, with most I'm of ready. us, I think. Yes. Yeah. Gives yeah. us the opportunity to get outside and do a little more things and get a little more active. Absolutely. I've Yes, I'm tired of – I'm good with the snow. I've seen my snow. I've been sledding once. I'm, I'm good for the another, you know, 20 years. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, I have also been reading a lot more audiobooks. I don't know about you, but – came across a really cool one recently, and I told Mark, I was like, we need to talk about this on the Wellness Podcast. Um, going back to compound his Compounding Effect podcast that we both really enjoyed talking about making incremental changes, and now we've got a new one to talk about. It's called Atomic Habits. So I've gave Mark a little summary, and we're going we're gonna to see what he thinks. Yeah, I was very intrigued. Um, I have not read it, but you gave me a, a, a summary about it, and, uh, and Devin and I... Um kind of read the notes, some notes on it. And we have, there's a video, there's a YouTube video from the author yeah. uh, presenting just kind of a summary on it and made some great points. And, you know, it just, it, it goes to remind you that we have this loft, we, some of us may set this lofty goal, or we may set something out there that, to the future that we want to see happen. But we forget about the little bitty steps it takes to get there. Right. Those New Year's resolutions fail for a reason. Yes. And this book kind of goes through why they fail. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I appreciate you bringing it up. I mean, we we enjoyed uh, listening to it. Heard some great quotes on here and just kind of looking through the notes. There's different, definitely some things we can kind of bring up. We can talk to wellness. Uh, and lots of, of aspects of wellness, whether yeah. you're talking about nutritional changes, mm-hmm. uh, movement changes, uh, financial aspects yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. All all aspects of wellness can really be impacted by how we structure our day. 
maybe is a good way to put it, what we have as habits. Now, when you first brought this up to me, I, you know, I, when you say atomic habits, the first thing I think of is atomic. Like blow it up. I don't think of <laughs> Adam. I know. I didn't either. It was. It's been way too long since I've been in science class. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. What are, I mean, what, what's the definition of an atomic habit? I would say just little practices that you can implement, add to your daily life to hit a goal or, as the book says, surpass it and continue on. Um, Because once you hit your goal, you shouldn't hit that pause button and stop and go back to your old habits. Atomic habits help you to increase past the goal. Yeah. I guess that's what you could say. There you go. That's a great way to put it. And I think uh, part of the book's purpose for it is is having people get these habits that are repeated behaviors that become automatic. So a habit is just something that you do automatically. You just do it because you know, you, you, without even thinking about it. Like I know how to brush my teeth. I don't have to think, okay, up on the side, now on the other side, now down. You know, you don't think about that. You just automatically do it. And so this is looking at making more habits like that and how to how to structure our lives like that. Tough part is, are habits easy? <laughs> it depends when on they what become habit. a habit. Right, it's it's cake. You know, it's it's almost like involuntary. Right, exactly. It's automatic. That but is a habit. But it's how do you start? But the to good form habit? the habit, yeah. And then, and you mentioned earlier, um, what does it mean? I mean, in order to start a habit, what do you have to? Well, I feel like before you start a habit, I, for instance, for myself, I have to break bad habits before I can start new ones, you know? Like, I can't have a good eating habit if I have a bad habit of picking up junk in the grocery store. If I walk down that chip aisle, I'm doomed. So (laughs) I have to break the bad habits first before I can actually follow through on my good habits of, you know, eating healthy or whatever it is. No, that makes perfect sense. One would be living in Nashville, um... I'm a Titans fan, and so the first game of the season, Titans played the Broncos. And so my friend and I, we, he's a Broncos fan. We went to uh, Wingstop. That's oh. what it was. Get, I think we got 20 wings apiece. And the next morning, we decided that we were going to go run three miles to start back our running routine. Uh, needless to say, we ran about half a mile, got out of the parking lot, and we were like, no, we're not doing this. So Were any I wings ha- left yeah. over on, <laughs> yeah. up on the no, concrete? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was not feeling it for the next three or four days. So just that getting into that habit if I start eating poorly, um, I guess in the, that health part, and then trying to go back to my old habits of running. It doesn't work out too well. So the atomic habits, I need to cut out one completely to to kind of insert it with a new, better one. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it's not really a like a something you do. It's more of a like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like he talked a lot in the book about creating an identity around an automatic response that you have for something, if that's a better way to put it, other than saying atomic habit. It's building an identity around, I'm a person that eats healthy, not I'm a person that binges junk food every time I watch the big game every weekend (laughs) or whichever game every weekend, you know? So just kind of looking at it like that. Yeah, because the way your perception Mm -hmm. of what you want to accomplish definitely determines which direction you want to go with it. Exactly. Yeah, habits equal freedom. And a lot of times we think of, oh, I need to establish this good habit. Oh, no, what am I going to restrict? Or what am I going to deny myself of the privilege and the the benefit of of having? But it doesn't. It doesn't restrict freedom at all. So it's a— When you look at it as these habits will—yes, they might restrict your ability to eat a dozen donuts, but that's 
a really good thing. Like it's good for you. It's a good restriction to have, you know? It's like I res we restrict ourselves from driving 110 miles an hour on the interstate because it's safe, you know? So there are other ways that I know, I, I don't know about our listeners here, but there are a lot of times where I tend to feel like I'm a victim of my bad routine. I don't know. Have you guys ever felt this of like where I, I get so overwhelmed with life that I can't make, you know, the drastic changes in order to get out of them. And I feel like I can't, I can't escape the cravings for junk food or, you know, those sort of things where it's like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I can't remember people's names. I'm terrible at it. You know, things like this that I, I kind of tell myself and I believe, but that are wrong, that I can challenge and that I can overcome. I'm just not, I'm giving into temptation. Does that make sense? Uh, definitely mindset. And so there's that idea of, well, just fake it till you make it, right? And, oh, we can just push through and pretend long enough to overcome that. But I really appreciated how in the book he's like, at some point your brain's going to know you're deceiving yourself. And so there's no way to over – he's like, eventually you you won't – that won't matter anymore. That won't help you. But what does help is if you do small habits – to then rewrite your story. like So what he's saying is proof having, so, you know, I can be like, oh, well, I just eat junk food all the time. But then I, I skip the tacos for lunch or I skip the bag of chips for a snack in the afternoon and I eat a piece of celery instead. Then I can tell myself, oh, here's proof that I'm a healthy eater. And so then I keep building on the proof and then that mindset I'm no longer faking it till I make it, you know. I don't have to because I have proof that, oh, no, I'm a healthy eater. And then I just keep building up on that system of behaviors to then make a habit. So when you're talking about that you're taking steps to make – to be a healthy eater. Right. Are you doing that as opposed to, I'd really like to eat healthy? Right. I don't just say, oh, I'm, I want to eat healthy. I, I need want to, make to work a, yeah. out. Yeah. I, I, need, I want to make a change. But you have to you have to put those steps into action, and it's not just completely going cold turkey, right? On one or on everything, and making those big New Year's Eve resolutions. Essentially, no, it's like saying, "All right, I'm going to prove that I'm going to be a healthy eater today." So I'm just going to change my snack up from something terrible to something less terrible, and then I just incrementally compounding effect, make that change over time, and let it build on itself. As we were watching the, or listening to the video, and there's a comment that I want to make sure I understood, and it's something I probably need to put on my desk. You know, as far as a lot of times if I hear a quote, I'll kind of take a post-it note and I'll just kind of write it out, or I'll do something to kind of make it visual, and, and or it could be a you know something a scripture or a passage I want to memorize or something like that. Sure. But uh, one thing he made the comment was was every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Sure. And to me, that was a very profound effect of everything I do is one step towards what I want to become. Now, that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing. Yes, it but could. if I want to become someone who is, you know, I guess I'll, a lot of things I, I take that into account is, you know, when I take an action up with a with a bad instant gratification or, you know, something that wasn't exactly the best decision to make, I took a step towards someone that I don't want to become. Sure. So where am I spending my time and where am I spending where am I spending my effort to become someone that's better than the version of myself right now? Yeah. 
That's a good quote. And I loved, um, you know, he told they told a lot of stories in there of like, you know, you can be, you can set a goal to run a marathon or run a 5K or whatever it is. You know, there are those apps that are like, oh, couch to 5K, but what happens after you finish the 5K? Do you go right back to the couch? And if so, it's not really a habit. It was a goal that once you met it, then you just gave up on it. You know, once you met the goal, oh, it's done. I'm back to where I was. I'm back to who I was. Instead of saying, so this book is saying, don't do that. Don't set a goal because a goal is fleeting. Set a an identity, redefine who you are to say, oh no, I'm a runner. And then, you know, once you do that 5K, you will continue to run. You know, you'll continue that habit and that goal because it's a part of your identity. And we have to watch, like, to watch the internal stories we tell ourselves. Because if we're, you know, saying, oh, I'm just lazy, but I'm going to run this 5K, that won't really change who we are. But if we tell ourselves, no, I'm a runner, um, I'm just going to run this 5K for fun, but I run every day, then you have an identity change. Then you have a life change for down the road. What is it he says in the book that systems are greater than goals? Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. I thought that was pretty um, provoking as well. It's uh, we don't rise to our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. So whatever systems we have in place, whatever habits we follow every day, we will fall to that level no matter what. So we don't, we can't push ourselves for long to rise to a, you know, out of reach goal. We're going to fall to whatever our habits are. If we sit on the couch every evening when we get home from work, you know, we're going to fall to that level of habit. Yeah. I've heard of way too many instances where once you reach that summit, right, the only place left to go is down. Uh, yeah. So it's almost like, you know, not a letdown, but it's like, okay, I've, I've accomplished what I thought was what I really wanted to accomplish in life. And it's here. Yeah. And the question is, is what now? Yeah, exactly. What do I do now? And so I like the idea of approaching the process, you right. know, through the step-by-step of when you do the process, you really, if you have a goal, it can really keep going. Right. and Because you're enjoying the moment of how does, how do, what does it take to get there? Exactly. And um, the writer of this book, um, and he even said, he's like, don't check in on your goals often. He's like, focus on your habits and your systems, get your systems in place, and then check in on your goals every once in a while because they don't actually matter anymore once you have the systems. He used um, the prime example in the book was the um, British cycling team. And they, I don't know if you, um, okay, coolest story. The British cycling team was awful. They were terrible. Never won a Tour de France. And this dude came in and was like, okay, we're going to change a bunch of little things. Little things like they wore, um, they wore their indoor suits outside. They worked on optimizing the right pillow and the right mattress. So they would even travel with that bedding so they would always have a good night's sleep. They did research on, they taught, had a surgeon come in and teach them how to wash their hands so they wouldn't get sick often mm. to help. And everything they did was to help increase their performance and increase their training. You know, they wore um, like heated bike shorts to help keep their leg muscles at optimum temperatures. And they did a whole bunch of little things that people were like, why are they bothering to do that? That doesn't seem like it would help. And then it was within three years, they won several medals at the Olympics. They'd never won anything, you know. And then they won the Tour de France. And they've actually now, British racers have won five out of of the last six Tour de France or 
yeah, Tour de France is whatever. Yeah, and, and just from creating small, seemingly insignificant Yeah, because probably one of those obviously wouldn't yeah. have done it. Teaching people how to wash their hands is not going to help them win the Tour de France. You know, that doesn't make any sense. But it all added up with these small systems in place. There's, there's a term for it. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. Um, is that 1%, if you increase 1% every day. 1% better. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get a 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more. Yeah, 1%. Exactly. 1%, it's crazy. It's not much. No, itty bitty. Now I got I to gotta figure out what that 1% is. <laughs> What's that next step to get to that 37%? And and for me, I don't know about you guys. You guys might have more willpower than I do. But like for me, finding those um, ways to stop the cravings or stop the bad habits was crucial for me getting my 1%. Really, honestly, fixing that bad habit led to me getting definitely more than 37% gains. I mean, goodness. Like, for example, um, I know a lot of people smoke. I've never been a smoker, but <laughs> my addiction was equally as bad. I uh, got diagnosed with um, celiac, so a really bad, like, gluten mm-hmm. thing, and it just tore me up. And so what I had to do was I had to fight the craving for seeing a donut, seeing a piece of cake. Like, I knew I had to change my habits and change my cues. So I would see a donut and I would think, ooh, delicious. I had to change my brain to look at a donut and say, ooh, poison instead of, ooh, delicious. So now after, you know, it's been um, almost 10 years that I've been working on this, but I've now trained my brain to, and he, he called it, um, called it cue, craving, response, and reward. And that's the system that we have to defeat or master in order to create a habit that works. And so you see a cue, like, you know, you get bored and have a craving for a snack or a cigarette. Or I, you know, I walk around the kitchen and I have that cue of, oh, there's there's somebody brought in a dozen free donuts. And then you have the craving. We have to, part of these habits is creating adjusting that craving response to say, nope, not going to crave that. That is having the right response to the craving and then rewarding, getting that reward in a new and better way. How does one change, one being me, (laughs) how does one change that craving response? Because I'm going to crave tortilla chips, whatever they are. I'm going to crave those more than I am celery. (laughs) Absolutely. Which celery is famous around our house for those of the um, McKnights that don't eat vegetables. He's looking. They get Devin a carrot. Right they get a plate full of carrots, <laughs> and they've come to enjoy carrots so, over the years. Be so, verbal, so, Devin. We so, need to hear so, you shake your head. <laughs> so how does how does one how does one change their mindset on the craving piece? How did you start to like carrots? <laughs> um. I, I still don't like them after many years. <laughs> I guess the one thing that I have focused on is the way I feel when I don't eat that. So now I have to start eating it for breakfast because if I eat, wait till later, I'm not going to eat them because I, <laughs> I feel okay. But once I come back home from being out of town or I just need my vegetables because I know the way, once you do it that one time, for me at least, I 
realize the way it makes me feel and I want to feel like that more. So you look at you look at chicken wings yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh no, I'm going to feel miserable the next day. Right. And so that's how you handle that craving. Same here. You know, I, I look at a donut and I think, oh, that's four days of misery I don't want. You know, I don't have time for that. And so I don't have any problem saying no to it now, but I've trained my brain and it just took practice, you know, it, and also I had to distract myself. <laughs> that helped too. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind is is is, is primary for me. If I don't see it, I don't think about it. Right. But if someone goes and gets the chips out of the pantry mm-hmm. and they're in front of me, it's like, God, I was doing so well. I was almost done getting ready to clean my plate and be done. Yep. And they came out. Right. And like I, I handle all the grocery shopping at my house. So I know I don't buy things that are going to tempt me. And so that's that's something that I can do to help with my cravings and my cues is I don't have I don't go down that aisle. I don't go down the chip aisle at all. Don't even bother with it. I'm going to remove myself one from the craving and see and, and see how that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Or I will also um, put off if I know I need to talk to someone, you know, have a little impromptu meeting for the day. And I'll save it for when I'm having those bored cravings in the afternoon and, you know, eating out of boredom kind of a thing. Like, oh, I just want a little snack. I'll save um, a little meeting for that time to then distract me, essentially. And it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, I've learned that that food is very emotional because if I've got things going on, I don't think about it. Right. Exactly. You know, if unless I'm, bored, it can... I'm doomed. Yep. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, we've talked about the the nutrition piece of this, um, but there's, you know, so many other aspects of certain habits you can make to put yourself in a better position. You know, one thing we really want to promote on this Virgin Pulse platform is not just nutritional type wellness, but um, financial wellness. Yeah. You know, okay. s- small, small impacts that can put yourself into a better position financially. You know, not spending money doesn't feel as good as spending money. So That's true. it's a hard habit to break. I don't know, Devin, you you put I think you put something out there on Virgin Pulse as a kind of a, a really pretty good stat for it was kind of a mind blowing for me. So what what was that you put out there? Yeah, one daily tip that I added to Virgin Pulse was uh, something that I found off the internet. It was for every one dollar the average American makes, they spend one dollar and thirty three cents. It's very mind-blowing to hear that you can spend more money than actually make. It's easy to get into that habit, but very hard to get out of. Goodness. This book is talking more about how these are great habits. We really, we all want to do them, but the problem is the bad habits give us instant gratification, and the good habits give us delayed gratification. You know, we save for retirement, but we don't see that money for 30, 40 years. There was one example that I, I want to leave um, every, all of our listeners with that I thought, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and implement this, and I'll let you know how it goes. The key to making a good habit is to have instant gratification and to let that feed into your identity. So how can we do that? We have to trick our brains into it. One of the tips in the book was saying each time you – workout or eat healthy or whatever you do, pull a marble out of a jar and you have a jar with 90 red marbles and 10 of another color, whatever. And so each time you pull a marble out of the jar when you work out or do whatever habit you're trying to implement, but because you have the different colors, the red, like for example, the 90 of one color, you don't, you don't do anything. You just pull the marble out of the jar. But if you pull one of that 10% 
of another color, like say blue marbles out of the jar, each time you pull a blue one, then you get to do something you enjoy. So essentially you're gaming your system. It's kind of like a slot machine. <laughs> you're tricking your game. It's gamification and tricking your brain into doing something. And it's a it's called variable reward. And they've actually proven, I mean, slot machines work on the same principle. It's proven to work. I like that because you're looking forward to what what's to come. Right. And I think so many times sometimes if we if we if we have a bad habit and we we made a decision on that bad habit, a lot of times we beat ourselves up. Exactly. And it's like, well, I've, well, I've already I've already done this, so what's the use of trying to get back into it? And I think if we can keep our keep from beating ourselves up of making, you know, a bad choice, right. it definitely keeps us moving in the right direction right. of loving ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's key. That's what we want to be. We want to be healthy, happy, well individuals, and that's what we want for everyone at our company. One thing I, I really like on this, uh, you know, getting back to the Virgin Pulse platform. One thing they have on here, and you know, if, if I know people are just now getting used to it, and kind of, you know, first of all, they're looking at their daily cards, they're, you know, maybe tracking their steps or their workout to try to get, you know, how many points can I get? But if they go back and they they pull up the health tab, whether it's on the website or it's on the app, they have the journeys. And I really like these journeys because a lot of it goes back to what we're talking about here. It's not a journey is a process. It's a system. It's not, hey, right. here's a goal. But, you know, they have, you know, there's a place on here for goals. But, you know, you have journeys on here of, okay, what do I really, what kind of steps do I really want to take to be the person or, or who I want to be? And these are small things that you can do to make better decisions. Uh, there's tabs on here for getting active, for eating healthy, for sleeping well, even reducing stress. One thing that, you know, I think over this past year has really come up for a lot of people is is the stress aspect, you know, whether it's COVID, the pandemic, the economy, the, the social aspect, it's yeah. causing a lot of stress. And, you know, and a lot of these are 10 days. So it's not like I've got to become that person on my managing my finances or different health situations or being tobacco free. What are some things that I can do over time to make right. those decisions? So I want to encourage everybody just to kind of pull up that that on underneath the health piece on uh, Virgin Pulse is to get and look at these journeys. You know, one I've mentioned on the last podcast is getting strong at home. As we get older, you know, it takes a little bit to uh, make sure that we're not letting ourselves go. And how do I keep myself strong? I'm not going to become strong in one day. I tried for 35 years, and it's just a <laughs> daily practice, yeah. and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So, but it's something I've got to keep doing. So, what reminders can I do to make to become the person I want to be? Is strong, not muscle man, but just someone that as I get to 86, like my dad, right. I'm still moving and sure. being very active. That's resetting your identity, not yes. just setting a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Yeah, this was fun. Good times talking about a book that you may not have read. <laughs> but it was fun. It was good to meet you too, Devin. Oh, great. Glad nice you're here. You. Thank you. Thank you. And Devin, you'll be reaching out to many people. Uh, you're kind of helping champion the Champion Network and uh, also be working with uh, a lot of our fleets, getting some challenges going. So thank you, everybody. And uh, y'all stay safe and take care out there. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.